Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. When I close my eyes, I see. When I close my eyes, I see. That message was actually titled by my grandson, and he don't even know it, Stephen. This whole sermon came from his testimony, Stephen's testimony. When I close my eyes, I see. I struggle with that in another title, but I wanted it to be original for my grandson. Uh, but out beside, if you're taking notes, you could put walking with your eyes closed. Walking with your eyes closed. Now today, let me read some scriptures and we'll begin to share. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 7. I'm going to extract some scriptures out of some powerful context just to create a text to be able to deal with this morning. Amen. And so I'm just going to pull a few scriptures. Uh, we'll, we'll not have scriptures on screen, so you better get your phone or, or got one for you. Get a Bible. <laughs> Grab a Bible. Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. I need you to get that. We're, we're a different type of people. Walk means govern a lifestyle. Some place in King James Version says Conversation. That's not talking about talking. That's talking about your customs and your mode of action and how you live, okay? So we govern our life by faith, not by what I see. Okay, is that fair enough? Turn with me now to 2 Corinthians 4.18. Cody, I would have loved to hear you preach today. And he was going to, but the Lord just dropped this and I had to share this today. Uh, he told me that emphatically, so you were so kind to give my space back. <laughs> it would have been great to hear you preach. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Now, you've got to get a load of this scripture. I don't know what version you're in, but, I mean, you, you just really got to get a load of what he's saying. While we look not at the things which are seen, we close our eyes to the things that are seen. We don't look at the things you can see. Ask your neighbor, what you looking at? <laughs> Someone answered, you? What you looking at? We don't look at the things which are seen. But we, this is this special breed of people. These are sons and daughters of God. But we look at things that are not seen. So if I'm commanded not to look at the things that are seen and to look at the things that cannot be seen, there must be another line of vision I don't know about. There must be another power of seeing I don't know about. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Somebody ought to be lapping this building right now shouting because you're looking at stuff you thought was going to take you under and he just said... Uh, I'm finna get I'm finna get out of control here, Amen. Uh, uh, so I need y'all to help me. Grab your neighbor and shake them. Say it's temporary. 
It's temporary. Don't make no permanent decision in your temporary situation because it's not eternal. If you can see it with your eyes, it's temporary. Hey, trust me, I'm on the backside of 50. I know. It's temporary. Amen. Hey, 50 and under, hold on to it while you got it, but it's temporary. Amen. Can I get a witness from my... If you can see it, it's temporary. Amen. Don't build a house there. Don't establish your identity there. That's not who you are. You're going... God Almighty. You're just going through there. You're just passing through there to build a testimony of who you really are. Somebody ought to shout right now, that's not who I am. This is not who I am. Even at your best day, go ahead and say it. This is not all that I am. Hey, it's temporary because I'm going from one level of glory to another level of glory. Oh, can I get a witness? We don't look at the things that are seen. We look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Turn with me one more place. Ephesians chapter number one, verse number 16. I'm going to be very conscientious of the time. Amen. I'll be very conscious of the fact when I preach through one hour. I'll be conscious of the fact when I preach through two hours. Does that make y'all feel any better? Catch these scriptures. Ephesians 1.16. Paul said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And then he pulls us into his prayer closet. He said, I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of and in the knowledge of him, here it is, that the eyes of your, the eyes of your, not your optical faculties. Y'all catch? Thank you. I thought you'd appreciate that. I practiced that. I'm not praying for them eyeballs. There's another form of seeing in you. I'm praying for that. I'm praying that the eyes of your my mind has eyeballs. I said, my mind has eyeballs. Wait on me, Sister Beth. She's so awesome. She stirred me up. I'm praying for them eyeballs in your understanding that they'd be enlightened. I'm praying that you start seeing in the dark. That's what I'm praying for you, Paul said. I'm praying that you'll start being able to see with your eyes closed. I'm praying for you that you'll start seeing in the dark. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you may know. The Bible don't separate seeing and knowing. Somebody ever been teaching you something and you stop and say, oh, I see. I said, you didn't just see it with your natural eyes. You saw it with your mind sight. Okay. Oh, I see. So he don't separate the two in the Bible. He ain't talking about your eyeballs. We could all be naturally blind and receive a word this morning. Receive a word this morning. I'm not lost. Don't get nervous. I just felt something run through this building. I don't want to miss it today. How about you? I don't want to miss it. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Light will shine into a dark place. That you may know what you can expect out of this great gift you got. That you may see 
that you may understand, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and how rich. Just all today, just the light to come on. He don't need to change your job, your monthly income, your situation. All He needs is light to come on. That's all that needs to happen today is for the light to come and you start seeing in darkness. It'll change everything. It'll change everything. Because, uh, Megan, he don't have to do it. It's already done. But you can't inherit your inheritance until you see it. But just because you don't inherit it don't mean you don't have an inheritance. So all you got to do is see it. If you see it, you're going to leave here different. There ain't no questions about it. That the eyes of your understanding will let you sit down. Being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. God bless you as you're seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. I want to say something before I begin to preach today by faith. Two graces are going to be given today. Two anointings. Two anointings slash graces. Anointing is the ability to do something you cannot do on your own. Grace is the power of God invested into your life to be able to walk, talk, speak, receive, see, hear, things you cannot see in the natural. So God promised me that two graces, two anointings are going to be given today before you leave this building. Before you leave this building. The only thing that will stop this deposit is your lack of belief. They could not enter into the promised land because of their unbelief. Amen. Their lack of faith. So I'm preparing you before I preach. Some of you are going to receive it while I'm preaching. Some of you are going to be anointed. Amen. And these graces are going to be given to you today if you are ready. Is anybody out there ready to receive two anointings? So the two anointings you're going to receive, you're going to receive the grace not to see the things that are seeable. Boy, somebody ought to shout about that. You're finna receive an anointing to not to see. Boy, that's different. Everybody wants to be blind. Come up. Let me pray for you. That's what we're going to pray for you today. You're going to receive a grace to not to see the things that are seeable. And you're going to receive another grace to see the things that are unseeable. If those are words. Are you ready to receive that? I was coming home. I got to give you Stephen's testimony. I almost called y'all and tried to get y'all to do a reactment and watch it on screen. It's that powerful. Uh, Josh called and gave me a testimony of, of, of Stephen. Uh, I was in the middle of revival. Oh, yeah, and I have to stop right here and say, uh, you committed. Kamal, you made it anyway. I'm so glad you got to. You're supposed to work today. Uh, I want to thank you so much for praying for us at revival. Um, and without exaggeration, we've seen more supernatural activity than I've seen in any revival I have ever preached. Uh, the windows of heaven was open. There's just testimony after testimony. Amen. So God spoke to me this morning and said, because of your investment in a church in Texas, we invested in our finances because we believed in what God was doing there. We invested financially and we invested in the spirit. And God said, I'm going to bless Life Church for that investment. He's going to bless Life Church because you prayed for me while I was over there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and we saw the miraculous. 
But anyway, I'd, I'd received this testimony while I was there uh, from Josh, and we were focused. But then on the way home, Patty pulled up Facebook. I guess that's where you was reading this off of. And I don't know if it's out there for everybody to read it. Uh, there's a couple testimonies on there. And Stephen, this is my grandson. Wave it, everybody, Stephen. Amen. There's a gift being cultivated in him that is unbelievable. Um, and she was reading it to me. I'd already heard it, but she was reading it to me. And Stephen went to bed. And I just need to lay this out here before we preach. Uh, he, was he went to bed. And uh, an hour later, he comes back into the living room and tells his mom and daddy, I just can't sleep. I can't sleep. And Josh said, man, just go on back to bed. And he said, no, no, really, really. Every time I close my eyes, I see bad stuff. And when she said, read, every time I close my eyes, I see the Holy Spirit fill my spirit. And said, there's another dimension that you're not aware of. He said, every time I close my eyes, I see. And that's about all I could get. And she kept reading, but I was just convulsing over there with the Spirit of God filling my car, just telling me and speaking to me. And uh, He said, but just not to leave you hanging, every time I close my eyes, I see bad things. So they talked about it. And, and, and Josh asked do you believe God's able to let you see good things? And he agreed and concurred. And they decided to pray. And their prayer was that, God would have, uh, uh, actually, he wanted Stephen to pray. and he's, So they bowed their head, and it was dead silence. And Josh said, well, are you going to pray? And he said, Dad, I'm trying. <laughs> so he was praying his own little prayer in his own way, amen. And so he went to bed and fell asleep immediately. And the next day, Stephen came around. They were talking to Kobe or something, and they said, oh, yeah, what about last night? And Stephen was giddy. He was just giddy, and he was just, of course, he's animated anyway, if you talk to Stephen. Uh, his hands was working and said that, uh, Mom, Dad, when I went back to bed after that prayer, when I closed my eyes, I could see Bugs Bunny dancing. <laughs> hey, God will speak on every level. But what's cool is, in the first time he closed his eyes, he saw darkness and bad stuff. This time he closed his eyes and saw Bugs Bunny dancing, doing funny things in extreme light, flooding Bugs Bunny. Uh, I mean, those, I knew Bugs Bunny was anointed. I knew he was anointed. He never watches Bugs Bunny. That's what I used to watch. Anybody remember him when I was a kid? Uh, but nevertheless, God made it very clear to me as she began to read his testimony that there is another realm of sight. Your, 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 your natural optics are related to the vision or the eye. And you can look it up. You can Google it yourself. Amen. And it always says that it's vision that is made possible by light. Look up optics, opti optical faculties, uh, seeing. It's vision that is made possible by light. In other words, it's very important you catch this. It's vision that is totally dependent upon light. Meaning it don't matter how well you see, you have to have an aid. Amen. It don't matter how well you see, you got to have light. You depend upon light for your natural eyes to be able to see. But there is another realm of sight beyond your optical 
faculties. And they do not depend upon light. We're talking natural. It does not depend upon light. It's what I've coined, uh, Paul called it, the eyes of your understanding. I'm praying for you that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. It's what I call mind sight. It's what your mind can see. Which is not, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself, which is not dependent upon anything in the natural. This, this sight is not dependent upon light. Amen. It sees in the dark. This sight sees when your eyes are closed. And I'm going to submit to you, I ain't got time to work it like I want to, and I'm going to just jump this thing and, and bring it to an end. Uh, but I submit to you right now, I just need to help you right quick. I submit to you right now that your reality that you're living right now is actually what your mind sees in the dark rather than what your eyes see in the light. Now, you may have to think about that for a minute, and you may not can buy into it, but I guarantee you, it's what you see when your eyes are closed that actually establishes your reality. Are y'all following me? Y'all feel me? It's, it's what you see when your eyes are closed uh, uh, that actually uh, dis, dis, uh, establishes your reality. It ain't what you're looking at with these eyes that makes you what you are. It's what you see about yourself when your eyes is closed that makes you what you are. It's what your mind understands. It's what your mind sees that establishes reality. You can be the most beautiful person in the world physically. And you can look at the, in the mirror with your natural vision and the beauty is there. It's all acceptable. But if your mind sees an ugly person, oh, I'm going to preach today. Then, then all of that beauty is wasted. It's wasted. Why? Because my reality is not really established by what my eyeballs see. They're established by the understanding of my mind. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter how people tells me how beautiful I am. When I close my eyes, I see the ugly person that I believe that I am. And therefore, I cannot enjoy the gift God gave me. Oh. I can't, I can't praise him for it. I can't thank him for it. I can't say to God be the glory because I don't see what you see. I don't even see what I see when my eyes are open. Oh my God. The children of, y'all gotta pray for me. I'm just carrying something this morning. I gotta get out. Oh, the children of Israel went to war. Oh, they didn't go to war. They were supposed to be going in and receiving everything God had for them. He said, it's yours. He done told Joshua, I have already given you the land. I have already given you the land. He, Joshua walked up that night before they went into Jericho and they were still on this side of Jordan. And he looked over Jordan. He looked over Jordan and he was praying, now God, what are we going to do? Moses is dead and I can't lead like Moses. I'm in the midst of transition. 
Somebody's in transition this morning. Life Church is in transition. I'm in transition. It's new to me. It's a, am I talking to anybody? This whole arena is new to me. Uh, my prayer is new to me. My walk is new to me. My mind's trying to be transformed. That's new to me. Am I talking to anybody? Don't leave me hanging if I'm talking to you. Amen. It's all, I'm in transition and I'm standing here and everybody else may think I got it together, but Josh is out there while everybody else is asleep and he's standing there saying, my God, what am I going to do in this transition? What if I don't make it? What if I fail? What if I'm not as good as Moses? And, 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 and all of a sudden, he saw a man standing there with a sword in his hand. And Josh is a fighter by nature. I love him. He's a fighter by nature. He may be in transition. He may not know what to do. But when he saw that sword, he said, who you for? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, I want to get sidetracked so bad. <laughs> who you for? You for us or for that enemy? And it was the angel of the Lord. And he said, We're not for, I'm not for either one. I'm for God. Amen. I'm for God. Reminds me of the great, 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 great Abraham Lincoln in the war against the North and the South. And someone asked him one day, Mr. President, do you pray that God is on your side? He said, sir, I pray I'm on God's side. Are you listening to me? God's not taking sides. He's the only side. But he said something profound. Joshua was afraid. Transition was imminent. He didn't know how to navigate this new territory. So the angel of the Lord said, See, I have given you the city. I have given you the king. And I've given you the warriors. So in order for Joshua to receive the prophetic word, he had to, he had to close his eyes because the city was still standing. And the warriors were still blowing trumpets. And the king was still ruling and reigning. So Josh had to close his eyes to see what the Holy Spirit said has already been given unto him. So he commands the army, we're going in. We're going in. And the spies come back and says, we can't do it. We can't do it because we look like grasshoppers in our mind's eye. They said, we look like grasshoppers in our own sight. Uh, are you following? They weren't saying we have wings. They weren't saying we have eight legs. Or ever how many a grasshopper has. They weren't saying that we rub our legs together. Amen. They weren't saying we physically look like grasshoppers. They were saying in our mind, we feel like grasshoppers. They saw themselves, this, is, this was their understanding of themselves. In spite of their military might, in spite of their ability, in spite of the prophetic word, they could not rejoice over what God had given them because all they could see is how they saw themselves. And so the enemy said, we don't have to fight men. All we got to fight is grasshoppers. How they saw themselves encouraged their enemy to attack. Yeah. 
How they saw themselves gave the enemy boldness because they said they're not going to fight like men. They're going to fight like they see themselves. They're going to they're engage us like they see themselves. And you know what we do with grasshoppers? We smash them. Amen. Oh, my God. Is anybody listening to me this, this, this morning in this place? Amen. No wonder the Bible says, In nothing terrified by your adversary, which is evidence of their destruction and your salvation. Oh, would you go with me this morning? So the enemy said, We ain't got to fight men. All we got to fight is grasshoppers. Their own mentality drew the attack. Their own mentality emboldened their enemy to attack them. Amen. I, I, I hear so much. I don't know why the devil's always picking on me. I don't know why he's always doing this and that. Amen. Because your enemy sees you as you see yourself. Because the Bible says we see ourselves as grasshopper and they see us as grasshoppers. Amen. We don't even realize it. Amen. That it's how we see ourselves in our mind and in our thinking that is kicking the door wide open for the devil to come in and take your promise. Oh my God. You're not incapable at all, Gideon. You just see yourself as incapable. And here's the deal. Oh, help me this morning, Holy Ghost. Here's the problem with it. When God speaks to you, he don't speak to what you can see. He don't speak to the you you see. He don't speak to the ears you have. He don't speak to your eyeballs. He don't speak to you. He speaks to the inner man in you. It's deep calling to the deep. Oh my God, help me work it, Holy Spirit. So when God speaks to you, he, when he talks, he says nothing concerning your physique. He says nothing concerning your natural abilities. He says nothing concerning your natural inabilities. When God speaks, he speaks to the spirit that is within you. And while you're used to getting spoke to on performance, God is speaking to potential. Oh, we got to work this, Josh. Yeah, yeah. You've always had people judging you on performance. So now God is not looking at your performance. He's looking at your potential. So when he speaks to potential, you have a hard time receiving because your performance don't match your potential. Oh, who am I preaching to in this place? Amen. So we have a hard time when the prophetic word comes. We struggle when we read our Bibles. And we get frustrated, my God. We get frustrated. We get frustrated when we read our Bible because the Bible don't talk to you. It don't talk to your flesh. The Bible is talking about that inner man. He's speaking to something in you that is bigger than you are, more powerful than you are. It's gifted in you. I can't help it. You blew it. They still a power in you. And that's all God that's why Gideon was hiding behind a rock and the angel shows up and says get up almighty man of valor oh my god now I'm confused who's he talking to huh? oh my god I'm preaching better than you shout some of y'all doing this right now y'all look around look around everybody look around come on look around I ain't going on to y'all look Somebody look up. There you go. It's getting better. Y'all look around. Say, what are you looking for? Amen. Now ask, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the man he's preaching to. Well, if you're going to find the man I'm preaching to, quit looking around and shut your eye. 
Shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Because you can't see him on the outside and God ain't talking to him. I got good news for you. When you start seeing with your eyes closed, you'll start seeing it with your eyes open. Hey, when I close my eyes, I see. My God, I'm tired. This is more than I can handle today. Will somebody pray for me? Gideon, you're not incapable. Gideon, you're not incapable. You just see yourself incapable. Because this is what God said, Cody. He said, arise in your strength and go save a nation. All right, wait a minute. You got it all wrong. I'm scared. I'm hiding. I'm, I'm, I'm hiding behind. Don't you see what I'm doing? I'm hiding behind a rock and I'm, 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 I'm decorning some corn. That don't sound right. I'm decorning corn. Amen. So I have something to eat and I'm scared to death and I don't know what to do and it's not my nature to act like that and talk like that and prophesy like that and lay hands on the sick and heal the sick like that. Amen. That's just not who I am. And God said, arise in your strength. Because God looked past all of the performance and he looked down into the potential and said, the devil is a lie. You got me inside of you. I'm living in I'm living inside of you. And greater is he. Somebody don't help me right here. Greater is he that is in. I'm sorry. I'm, this is my son-in-law. I'm glad because I'm spitting and I'm. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. But you can't see him with your eyes open. Can somebody just shut their eyes while I climb these pews? Kids, do not do this at home. Amen. Are you listening to me? Somebody just close their eyes. And maybe you'll catch a glimpse of who God is saying you are. Who God is saying you are. Who God is saying you are. What you see is killing you. Oh. What you see is killing you. Amen. Gifted people. Oh, help me. I'm after the devil this morning. You listen to me. Gifted people who do not see themselves as gifted waste their gifts. You better wipe that down. Gifted people who cannot see their gifted waste their gifts. Talented people who cannot see their talented Waste their talent. Anointed people who cannot see their anointed will waste their anointing. I need somebody to shut your eyes so you can't see your frailty and your faults. I need you to close your eyes and quit analyzing your inabilities and incapability. Close your eyes and begin to see what God sees in you. And then you'll see the gift. Then you'll see the talent. Then you'll see, no wonder, no wonder, God Almighty, do y'all feel this in this building today? Is it just me? No wonder. Thus saith the Lord thy God, I have called you out of darkness into this marvelous light and placed an anointing in you. And today I'm calling you out of your comfort zone to step into your anointing, says the Lord.
Receive that. Just receive that for just a minute. Thank you, sister. You're precious. Receive that for just a minute. Receive that for just a minute. God's calling somebody out this morning. He told me he was going to do that. He's calling you out this morning. But you're afraid. <laughs> I heard the Holy Ghost say, you're afraid. You're afraid because your eyes are wide open. You're afraid because you're looking back at, I've tried it, Pastor. I've tried it over and over and over again, and I never made it. I made it one week. I made it two weeks. I made it three. One time I made it for a few months, but I'm not going to make it. I'm going to go right back. Somebody pray for me. I'm going to go right back out there to my old job and this and that, and I'm not going to make it. God told me to tell you the reason you can't make it because your eyes are wide open. You got to shut your eyes and quit looking at everything that's around you. Amen. You got to shut your eyes so you can be begin to see you're struggling right now with what I'm preaching Saul was so he his, his self esteem was so low Saul's self esteem was so low that the prophet came and said you're the man you're out here chasing donkeys but you're finna be the king you're, you're, you're just chasing your daddy's donkeys. That's, that's all you're doing. You're just running around doing a menial thing. God Almighty. You're just doing a menial work. It don't mean nothing. You're just chasing donkeys so daddy won't be bad. Amen. And the prophet said, I'll tell you this. Your donkey chasing days is about over. That's your prophetic word coming from a country boy. Your donkey chasing days are just about over. Amen. Be faithful while you chase, but something's coming. Be faithful over the chase to make the father happy. But I'm telling Telling you, there's a sonship coming. I feel the spirit of prophecy. There's an there's an anointing come for you, and you're not all. You're not always going to be doing what you're doing right now. Hence, buy a new house, get you a nice car. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is going to be different today. This is going to make somebody uncomfortable today, but I'm just comfortable. I'm just comfortable. I'm just comfortable. The only reason you're the, the prophet's chasing you is because you was chasing your father's will. The only reason the prophet's after you is because you was chasing his donkey. You knew that. God, my God, my God. You was chasing. You didn't know why you was chasing, but you was chasing and you was after it. Amen. And all the time, the prophet was right on your trail. Amen. Jimbo, tell me you got shifted around, but you didn't know it. You just chasing donkeys. You just chasing. I'm just chasing the will of God. I'm just hungry. I just, I just, there's something I'm after. I don't even know what it is, but there's something I'm after. But there's been a prophetic word right on your heels. On your heels. And he prophesied over him and said, Let me tell you something, sir. You ain't chasing donkeys all your life, for all of the desire of Israel is on you. <laughs> what? You got to be kidding me. Look, you, you, you look, I got donkey dung between my toes. I got sweat. You hear me? I've been, I ain't been home in three days to even bathe. And you want to tell me that the heart of God is after me? I ain't got anything right. And you want to tell me that God's love is still chasing after me? You want to tell me? 
And the Bible says Saul was offended. Saul said, don't talk to me this way. Don't even talk to me this way. Amen. He was so locked in a mental eyesight that he could not see where God was trying to take them. I need this church praying for me because I'm after a big devil right now. Amen. People sitting here plum offended. Talk to me like that, man. You don't know me. You don't know me. You can't say stuff. You don't know me. Tell me I'm a king. He talked to me like that. I can't receive that. I don't have the middle capacity to receive it. Well, you know what? I'm talking to you in this building. Amen. And your eyes can't see it, so I need you to shut your eyes. Because when you close your eyes, you're going to begin to see. When you close your natural faculties and start seeing through your spiritual faculties, uh, you're going to begin to see uh, you are the anointed one. You are the gifted one. You are the capable one. You are the strong one. No wonder the Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. It didn't say, let the strong say, I'm strong. It said, let the weak say I'm strong. It's easy to say I'm strong when I'm strong. Because my eyes can see it. But it's not easy to say I'm strong. When every time I close my eyes, I see me. Mm, There is a yoke-breaking anointing. You feel it, Cody? Yeah, two anointings are going to be deposited. The ability to not see what you can see. And the ability to see what you cannot see. Because today, your habits may not change at that moment. Your direction may not change at that moment. But you can't see in that realm and hang on to them habits. You can't look at yourself in that realm because before you was trying to quit it saying, I can't be doing that. I can't be touching that. I can't be smoking that. I can't be watching that. I can't be hearing that. I can't be seeing that. Are you listening to me? But when you start seeing what God sees, you start saying, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me no more. That's not who I am anymore. And I'm not doing it because I can't. I'm not doing it because that's not who I am. For now, I see that I am Gideon. And Gideon, let me help you. And I'm hung up here. I'm really trying to get somewhere. Amen. Let me help you right here. Even when you start seeing from a new perspective, there's still that. Oh, God, but but I've always been like this. I've always been a failure. I've, I've always blown it. I've always messed it up. I've always opened my mouth and said, well, I, you know, and, and, and now I'm just, I feel the deep calling to the deep, but I'm so unsure that I'm, God, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to get a fleece. And if this is really you, letting me see who I really am, I'm going to put out a fleece. And if the fleece is dry in the morning and all the ground is wet, I believe I got it. I believe I got it. So he woke up in the morning. The dew had watered everything. He picked up the fleece and it was dry as a bone. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. But you know, I'm really dysfunctional. So uh, Lord, tell you what we're going to do. 
Who am I talking to this morning? Uh, and you always thought it was a great big resounding voice to step out in faith. When in reality, it's the struggle of Gideon saying, Lord, this is so beyond me. This is so beyond me that we're going to have to wrestle with it a little while. So tonight, Lord, I don't mean to tempt you, but I'm such, I'm so backwards. God, I ain't preaching to everybody, but I'm preaching to me if I ain't helping nobody else. I'm so backwards that I'm going to put the fleece out one more time. And tonight, if the fleece is wet and the, the ground is dry, I'll know it's me. He got up the next morning and Crunched through the grass. Sound effects. Crickets. Cheep, cheep, My eyes dried. It was a dry night, he said. It was a dry night. He's walking by that place. This is what the calling looks like. Am I helping anybody? It's what it looks like. Oh, my God. And he reaches over and touches and it's soaking wet. Amen. And the next year, I know, next thing you know is Gideon starting to pull his sword out. Gideon said, oh, my God, it must be true because now I'm beginning to see. Tell your neighbor right now, every time I close my eyes, I'm beginning to see it like God sees it. Hey, dude, let's, let's go save somebody. Every time I close my eyes, Stephen said, I see. I see. Now the scriptures come alive to me. Are y'all still okay? Hey Amen. I'm keeping track of time. I'm going to get you out of here fairly early. Now the scripture makes the sis. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. See, if you don't win it on the inside, you'll never win it on the outside. You're, you're really arguing with your brother and sister. You're really arguing with your spouse. But if truth be known, the argument is on the inside. No, no, no. You're fighting the wrong battle. You're all oh, trying to help somebody. You're really fighting the wrong person. It's not him you're unhappy with. It's me I'm unhappy with. No wonder the Bible says you got to cast down them imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That mind is trying to tell you it's trying to exalt itself above God because it's saying you're not able. But God says you are more than able. Pull it down. Shake your neighbor and tell him, pull it down. It says bring into captivity. Bill, Freddie, you got your handcuffs on you? Son, you ain't no real, you're a mall cop. <laughs> Benny, Benny, I need, does anybody carry handcuffs? Y'all don't carry them things? I've seen some handcuffs hanging out of y'all's ears. <laughs> that was just a kidney punch. Look, he said, bring it into captivity. You know what that tells me? If I got to bring it into captivity, it is resisting me. It is resisting me. You're not my enemy. The enemy is in a me. Did y'all catch that? Is that legal? Did you get it? The enemy's not out here. The enemy is in a me. So I'm in a wrestling match with Gideon right now because what God is saying is who I have felt from the day. I have felt this when I was running the bars. I knew there was something greater in me, but because of my dysfunction... 
Because of my dysfunction, now I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling. So I got to captivate my thoughts. I line it up. I close my eyes to win this battle. You ain't going to win this battle with your eyes open. Somebody ought to tweet that. Of course, they won't know what you're talking about. You ain't going to win this battle with your eyes wide open. You're only going to win this battle when you close your eyes. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Ready to stand to revenge. Did you hear that? Ready to stand to bring vengeance against that other thought life by my obedience. Oh! You're going to have to close your eyes. Stephen. Stephen's feelings. Stephen said what? Granddaddy. Stephen's feelings. Catch this. And emotions were being governed by what his mind saw. Not his eyes. So God said, all I got to do to change Stephen's faith, uh, fear into faith is to change his mind's eye. I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. I don't have to change his reality. I guess you should change the way he thinks. He will change his reality. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye. Transformation of the mind's eye. That's all I got to change. And what was his reality that provoked fear was so turned that his reality turned to faith. And he woke up praising God. And all God did was change what he saw when his eyes was closed. In other words, Stephen was transformed by the renewing of his mind. This is why Paul said, I'm praying for you. I don't need to pray for you another job. I, I don't need to pray for you to get a, a better looking husband. Of course, it wouldn't hurt to try. No, 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 that was a cheap shot. This dude's been fighting kidney stones and come to church. No, no, he don't need to do that. He, he don't, he don't, he don't. Paul said, I ain't got to pray for you to get a raise. I ain't, ain't got to pray for things you can see to change. All I got to pray is that you'll have an eye-opening experience and you'll start being able to see in the dark. Because you can't come out of the dark till you start being able to see in the dark. Mm. Mm. So it ain't the darkness I want to rebuke. I want to give you such insight that you trample through the darkness and bring your own light. Because you are the light of the world. Amen. Now I'm finna go into some theology that may rock some of y'all's boat. But if y'all give me a few more minutes, amen, I'm going to try to be out here by 1230. This is what the Bible means when it says we walk by faith. Not by sight. Faith does not need 
is not dependent upon natural light to walk. <clears throat> Faith is the ability to walk in the darkness. Faith is the ability to see in the darkness. He said, that's the way we live as Christians. Just stay with me. I'm going to stretch you. Amen. Actually, God don't want us living in the light. We're working the night shift. Amen. We're not the sun. We're the moon. The moon works the night shift. So it, it, it's, it's illumination, as a matter of fact, is glorified by a dark backdrop. That the moon is not glorious during the day. So he said, your whole mission is to walk in the darkness. Can y'all receive this? Brother, you're going to a dark place. But the day star is going to arise. And what's going to bring glory to God is when light, faith, well, matter of fact, can I, can I just say this? Jesus' entire ministry was built in the dark. Because the Bible says in Hebrews, Jesus was approved and attested by signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles require darkness. And he said that's what gave Jesus his platform is because he could see in the darkness. We want signs, wonders, and miracles, but we're afraid of the dark. Oh, oh, drop the mic. Just drop the mic and back off. Amen. But I'm so glad he can see in the dark because he looked in the dark and saw a miracle. And the miracle was me. Ain't you glad? I don't know what you're looking at in your dark self, but Jesus has got night vision and he can look through all your darkness and see the miraculous in you and say, come on, come on. Is anybody in this place? Come on out of there. Matter of fact, here's here. I got to drop this in you. Are y'all still okay? I got to drop this right now. Amen. This is why it's so important for you to be able to see in the dark. Now, 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 you know, don't, don't walk out the building when I say this. This is why it's so important for you to see in the dark because God dwells in darkness. I can't explain that. How that the God of light the divine illuminator dwells in thick darkness. Isaiah 45 said, God hides himself in the darkness. Amen. Matter of fact, when the children of Israel met God for the first time, his habitation, the Bible says, the mountain was on fire and it was pitch black dark in clouds and there was a tempestuous wind blowing. God was right out in the middle of it. Oh, God was right. And they could hear, thus saith the Lord. Is that all right? Thus saith God. I know that's how his voice sounds. You know, he didn't say, hello, this is God. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is the Lord Jehovah. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I really feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Amen. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh, 
Go with me. Go with me. We're going somewhere. They met God in pitch blackness. You see, before the fall, he just walked with Adam, and Adam could see him in all of his glory. But after the fall, God was so glorious, he had to conceal himself in darkness. Amen? Because you're too human to experience so much deity. Amen? You're too fallen to be able to behold the glory of God. So God said, I still want to fellowship with you, so I got a plan. I'm going to hide myself. I'm going to conceal myself. Amen? In the pitch black darkness. Matter of fact, your Bible says that Solomon said, I'm going to build my God a a house. I'm going to build. David, my father started this dream and I'm going to finish it. That needs to be put in your message. My father started this dream and I'm going to finish it. So he got everything together. He built the temple, had the furniture set, had the priest in order, had every tassel the right color, the right lid. One bell, one pomegranate. One bell, one pomegranate. On the priest's robes, they had the table of showbread. They had the Ark of the Covenant. Everything was in place. Amen. And the Bible says they started offering up sacrifices that could not be counted. Priests were everywhere, killing lambs, shedding blood. It was their worship, and he spared no expense. And the Bible says they brought in the Ark of the Covenant, took it in the holy place, and set it down, which represented the presence of God. And about that time, the Bible says a pitch black cloud covered it. And your Bible says the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. Catch this. I used to think they fell out in the spirit. They didn't fall out in the spirit. It literally says they could not maintain their position of service because it was too dark. So they had to back out. They had to back out because of the cloud. Because the Bible says the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the reason I know what color the cloud was, because the very next verse, King Solomon rose up and said, God said, I will dwell in the pitch blackness. God said, he said, that's God. Amen. That's God. Amen. That's God. That darkness, that's where he dwells. That storm, that's where he dwells. He's right. Are y'all going with me? He's right in the middle of it. You're running from it, but he's right in the middle. Can I help somebody right here, right now? Amen. You're right in the middle of the storm wondering where God is. I got good news. He's hid in the storm. He's in the blackness. He's in the darkness. He's right in the middle of the darkness. Matter of fact, catch this. Psalms 18 says, he made darkness his secret place. His pavilion about him was dark waters. And dark clouds. This is all in your Bible. His pavilion around him was dark waters and dark clouds. Amen. One more scripture. Amen. He said uh, in, in the book of Psalms. He said he made darkness his secret place. He made it and, and he made darkness, dark clouds his pavilion around about him. And he said his throne of justice and righteousness is in the darkness. He hid himself in there. Not from you, for you. But you can't see him with your natural eyes. You're only going to be able to see him when you close your eyes and look at the storm by faith. He said, my throne is in here. 
My righteousness is in here and my justice. And I'm just waiting to bring justice to the storm. I'm, ready. I'm, I'm just waiting to bring righteousness to this situation. But if you don't close your eyes and if you keep looking at the wind, if you keep looking at the darkness, you're going to miss me because I'm in here. I'm in here. I'm in here. I'm in here. That thing that you sent to take you, you think is going to take you out? He said, my throne's in there. He said, my throne's in our meeting. I'm sitting there ready to rule. I'm sitting there waiting to rule. But you're so focused on what your eyes can see, you can't see what you can't see. You can't see what's revealed from your natural eye, but I'm right in the midst of it, and I'm just waiting to bring justice. But until you see it like I see it, you'll never start speaking to it like I speak to it. Come on, am I helping anybody in this place right now? He said he made darkness his secret place. He said, I'm, I'm sitting right here ready to rule and reign. But your problem is, Peter, you was walking in this dimension. You climbed out of the boat and you were walking by faith on the water. And the Bible says when Peter saw, when he saw the wind, when he saw the rain, he began to sink. I come to help somebody today. You'll never get to where you really want to go until you close your eyes. In other words, you got to quit looking at what your optical faculties are telling you. And you got to look by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. When you start seeing this, you'll start shouting before the walls of Jericho fall. The reason you're sinking is because you're looking at the way he's acting. Let me try this side. The reason you're sinking because you're looking at the amount of the check. The reason you're sinking is because you're looking at circumstances. Anytime you start looking with your optical faculties, it starts pulling you down. So you got to close your eyes. Come on, I'm trying to quit. Shake your neighbor right now and tell him, shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Come on, tell him with an attitude. Shut your eyes. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. No wonder the Bible says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It enables me to walk through the dark place. And I want to close with this. It said it's a lamp unto my feet. So first, all the light I have is for the next step. It's just for one step. If this step... You can't try to look too far ahead because the lamp will become a lamp unto your path, but at first, you got to take one step at a time. This is what I deal with more than anything is people, I just don't know what my future is. I just don't know what my calling is. I just don't want to just walk. If you just got enough light for one step, just start walking. 
Because he's in that darkness with you. Are you listening to me? He dwells there. He lives there. He's waiting to create a miracle there. He was standing there and said, let there be light. He's there. He's concealed in the darkness. And when we step into that darkness with him, we bring light with us. And our God is glorified. Stand with me. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.